0: Matt Stepp, your tour of Canada continues. Who is your favorite Canadian prime minister of all time?
1: Oh, it's got to be Pierre Trudeau.
0: Stepp and Stepp, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends, your amigos, you uh on me at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am on American soil. I'm Greg Tepper.
1: I am decidedly not. I am Matt Stepp.
0: Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider and uh, welcome to the playoffs. Our it's playoff season, Matt. We made it's it. Playoff time, yeah. Cue the it's, Jim
1: Mora gifts, cue playoff season Twitter ha- hashtags and
0: I yeah. I I try to tell people this all the time that we really should not take this for granted. What happens this week is literally uh, the the only one of its kind in the world. Um, It is the largest elimination round in any like major like major sport. I'm sure there's like some like, you know. I don't know. I don't want to crap on like esports, but I'm sure like, you know, there, there's something like that like, esports where like everybody gets together and, and half the teams are gone. Yeah. But like,
1: is there something like, like, ma- like it's not like big, US, like big, like the US Open Cup or something like a big soccer giant soccer tournament? Maybe,
0: maybe, but I, I bet know. 352 teams don't get eliminated. Probably not. Yeah. You know, Probably not. I mean, we've got 700 or we got 352 win or go home games this week. We have 704 teams whose season literally hangs in the balance of what will happen over the course of 48 or in the six man ranks, 40 minutes. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's wild. It's crazy. For for me,
1: this is my favorite week of the year. You know, the state championships are awesome and the first week of the season is fun because, you know, it's you're waiting for the season to start, and it's finally here, but it's miserable in August. It's hot, it's hot, it's just gross. Um weather's gonna be perfect and there's more big games this week than any other week because every game is a big game. Every game, somebody's season could end started this week. And there's more of those games than in any other week of the year so for me week one of the playoffs is is absolutely my favorite week of the
0: year and and i'll also throw this out there and maybe it's just because i'm a simpleton which everybody who listens to this podcast or has ever listened to my voice knows um it's easy to understand like the stakes are very simple every one of these games have the same stakes if you win Mm -hmm. you get to play next week if you don't you you get to hang up pads on monday
1: there's no point systems, there's no who can yeah. do, there's no tiebreakers, no trying to figure out five way ties or possible yeah. possibility it, of coin flips at a waffle house. Yeah, if like win the game in advance, lose its basketball season.
0: Like, think about all of the the times like we picked games this this season and we were like, this is important, and let me explain to you the intricate reasons why it's important. I don't have to explain to any of y'all why these hmm. games are important. Like this is easy. Yeah. Just yeah. look at the brackets, just, which you can find, yeah. by the way, at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. Yes, texasfootball.com playoffs is our uh, playoff hub
1: page, and it is chock full of information, and we'll update it every week. So uh, as the playoffs progress, each week I'll be updating the, the times and locations of the games. You and Ish will be updating the brackets. Um, we'll have all kinds of that, – that, that will not just be just for this week. We will have that page updated throughout the all six yes. weeks of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, just go ahead and bookmark it. It's uh, it's gonna be your your one stop shop. We've got the brackets, we've got the game times. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, there's no real point in going through week eleven pr- cleanup because uh, God love you. Like we're all just kind of looking forward to the playoffs. It's kind of like it's kind of like pickle <laughs> yesterday. So we're recording this Tuesday morning. Uh, yesterday pickle, like I sent pickle a rundown for TFT. And she was like, "Are we not gonna? Are we not gonna uh, reveal the rankings?" And I kind of re- looked re- back to her. I was like, "Why? Yeah, like they don't like mean anything. You,
1: they don't mean anything anyway. But they really don't yeah, mean anything this week.
0: Those were those are that was really you know it was it was a real like." Like a lesson in completionism. You know what I mean? Of like, you know what? We're going to finish the drill. We're going to do the postseason, like regular Mm -hmm. season rankings and stuff like that. But I remember going through it and I'm like, okay, like, I guess I'll move you here. But I mean, I guess we'll find out soon enough, right? Like,
1: yep. We're (laughs) going to, we will find out quickly. And that's, that's the best part of the playoffs is, you know, the first week, yeah, there's going to be a lot of lopsided games because there's ones, ones versus fours. But, we're going to find out quick about some of these teams and, and some, some of these teams, as we'll talk about when we get into the brackets, we'll find out this week because there's some yes. big matchups. There are some sneaky, sneaky matchups in each bracket that you could, you could touch on for sure.
0: Uh, so, we're going to run through each of the brackets and talk a little bit about games that we're excited about in each in first round and, and kind of the shape of each of these brackets. But we'll start, Matthew, as we always do, with your Texas High School football fun fact of the week. Matt Stepp, the dust is finally settled. The regular season is finally over. Among 11-man Texas high school football teams, Matt Stepp, who has the best scoring defense entering the playoffs? We all hear defense wins championships. Who has the best scoring defense? I got two, two teams um, in my mind,
1: mm-hmm. and I'm going to go with the second choice. I'm going to go with Coleman.
0: Coleman is an excellent guess, and actually, Coleman has allowed the same number of points as the team that is first, but they only played nine games. Oh, dang it. So, okay. they have allowed 39 points in nine games. The, the, the number one team has allowed 39 points in 10 games.
1: That seems to be a pretty good average. I would think that team is probably, <clears throat> at worst, 9-1, and one, if not
0: 10-0. They are 10-0. Is it Holly? It's not. Hawley, no. by virtue of getting apps. I mean, just they got run all over to the tune of 21 points last week. <laughs> <laughs> um they, they they are sitting at 42 points over 10 games. Uh okay. the the winner, do you want one more guess? Or you let me to tell you. The, the, Col- uh, Coleman and Hawley were about two guesses. You're in the right you well, you're in the right uh class, you're not in the right division. The winner at 3.9 points per game, the Mart Panthers have allowed really? 3.9 points per game, 39 points in 10 games. Yes. That's
1: interesting because when you, we, when Mart, obviously, we've talked about Mart for years now. They've won what four of the last five state championships and mm-hmm. lost in the title game last year. It's always around, centered around their offense. We rarely discuss Mart in their defense. So mm-hmm. that's interesting to just to hear that little fun fact. And that's one of the reasons probably why Mart, is the um, odds-on favorite to win the state title yeah. in 2A Division II, which would be five and six years, and I believe number 10 overall in school history.
0: And by the way, let's not count out the fact that they played three 3A teams in that span. Uh, they g- they gave up 12 points in district play. Um, 12 points. They gave up six to Chilton, six to Bremont. That's it. It's going to win you a lot of football games. It's going to win you a lot of football games. Anyway, there is your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. So normally, oh. this um, normally on tap and step, we would go back and forth selecting games that we were most interested in. That feels like um, not the play this week, because I think what everybody's really interested in, as 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 much as people want to dig in on week week twelve and you know the first round of the playoffs, I think really people are interested more in the big picture. Of what this playoffs are going to look like.
1: Yeah, this is a big, you know, you, you, everybody gets the bracket and they they look at it and they kind of digest the playoff paths and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely a big picture kind of week.
0: So here's what we're going to do. Step and I are going to go bracket by bracket. Uh, We're going to kind of talk a little bit about what we see overall in in the bracket as a whole. Uh, I don't think we'll go. We don't necessarily need to go region by region, but we can um and uh what we will do is is then we will maybe select maybe a a favorite i don't don't know if we necessarily want to want to say favorites or anything like that we'll just kind of talk around it but the Mm -hmm. one thing we will do is we'll tell you one game in each bracket that we are interested in uh so that you know where we we you know we know that you guys come to us functionally because of our uh uh, because you you're interested in what games you want this uh, to to pay attention to this week. We'll let you know of those, but but we're gonna talk big picture stuff really more or less on today's show, if that's okay with y'all. So let's start, I suppose, with uh, the the big one step, and that is one a division two, I'm kidding. Ah, uh, it's six <laughs> a division one. Um, the the largest classification, of course. There's always intrigue here because of who goes where. You know, my overall takeaway when I took a look at this, this bracket is it feels more it it feels more the six eight brackets as a whole feel more balanced this year oh, sure. in past you have Westlake, years. Yeah, you have
1: Westlake and Katie in the Division Two bracket. So I think just those two alone being in Division Two. Um, just gives it a more balanced feel. Cause, I mean, there's been the past three or four years where where six A Division One has been where everyone's focused, and Division Two is almost just a, a, a undercard. And
0: yeah, like an afterthought. Not the case,
1: yeah, it's not the case this year.
0: No, this is not. You know, somebody asked me um, on Twitter. Somebody, I think it's somebody from out of state who's just kind of getting into Texas high school football. Which, hey, welcome, awesome. This is great. Great time to hop in. Um, he asked me. He was like, "Hey, like, do you think Westlake's bummed that they're going to Division Two, like instead of going to Division One, since that's the more quote unquote prestigious br- bracket?" And I kind of, I kind of explained to him. I was like, you know, I, I don't think anybody really thinks of those as like one being more prestigious than the other. Um, I think it's just. I think everybody just kind of understands that it's just kind of how the cookie crumbles on an average year mm-hmm. um and this year the way that it crumbled is 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 this particular um this particular way i guess we will go region by region now that i mention it um so in region one uh it, i feel like carol is your favorite here um i, I you know I think for there's all some
1: landmines i think there's some landmines yes. here I, I agree. Carroll's my favorite as well, but I think you look at Arlington Martin, you look at mm-hmm. Trendy, and I think potentially Midland Legacy in the second round. That's an, a really tough early playoff game for South Lake Carroll. Will the Will the Dragons yes. be favored against Midland Legacy? Absolutely, but I think that's a tricky area around matchup. So I I don't think the path is just a, a yellow brick road to the semifinals for Riley Dodge and the Dragons.
0: Let me Let me throw something. I think you're because I agree. I'm looking. I'm staring at that Midland Legacy potential second round matchup for South Lake Carroll. Um, I, if I'm Clint Hartman and I, and thank God I'm not, he's a lot smarter than I am. Don't you flip for grande? Oh yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: You make, you make them get on a bus. Yeah. You, I mean, because that's it. That's to me, that's your best shot.
1: If you're mid and legacy going to Arlington or wherever is not a big deal. They've already done it this year. You yeah. know, it's not at, traveling for those West Texas teams. is no big deal. And and th- that's a theme, you know, talking to DJ man at Lubbock Coronado, uh, last week, um, he basically said any time he plays a Metroplex team, he's going to flip home at home because why not? So yeah. I think that's, that's going to be a theme when Metroplex teams play West Texas teams.
0: Um, you know, it's uh, uh, it's funny to to look at a, a region with Allen and just be like, oh, well, I mean, I guess we'll see. But it also feels like, um, first of all, I think Hebron, if they play their best game, is capable of beating Allen. They are. They are. This, um,
1: this is not a vintage Allen team under no, and so then, we and then I w- we, we said that preseason. Okay. We thought this was an Allen team that, that had some flaws, and they've shown that throughout the year.
0: And, and then I would say that they would be underdogs as early as the third round against Euless Trinity. And then the rest yes. of the way, I think they'd be underdogs. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, okay. Down in Region 2, uh, you know, Duncanville has been kind of bobbing along, doing their thing. Um, they Very look quietly. like— very quietly, um, that is um, – they, they're, they're doing their thing. The defense is really rounded into form. Um, I would, under normal circumstances, say that they are the favorite. But I also think – tell me if I'm wrong. I think they're actually in the dirty side of that region specifically because – and here's the game I'm going to spotlight in, re- in week one. Spring in the Woodlands wow. is a certified by district banger.
1: That's a top 20 matchup in 6A. Yeah, I believe both teams are ranked in the top twenty. Spring might have crept back into the top ten in the lat, in the final poll, mm-hmm. and the Woodlands is, I think was in the you know seventeen eighteen range. So big time matchup there. That's that's clearly the best matchup in all of six A Division one first round, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think I I'm looking at the bottom side of the bracket. I think the bottom side is where it really gets dicey, especially when you get yeah. out of the second round. into the second round, because you got Cy Ranch, Westfield, Rockwall. And then the winner of DeSoto and Harker Heights, which is my game, I'm going to highlight DeSoto and Harker Heights. That is mm-hmm. not a gimme game for DeSoto. In fact, no. I'm picking Harker Heights to win that game. Wow.
0: You know, yeah. it's funny. Uh, I believe um, maybe he's a mutual friend. I don't know. Uh, but Donovan Lewis, the great Donovan. Woo. The great um, Donovan, yes. He, I believe he's on the call this week for that game for the DeSoto uh, broadcast. And, um, and he asked me, he's like, what do you think about this game? And I go, I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be pointsy." Um, because Harker Heights can get out and go, because I, mm-hmm. I think you're right, and that's gonna that's gonna say a lot. Uh, you know, for Rockwall, the real question is like like Rockwall's upside is certainly they can win this region, but they got to play defense at some point. Like yeah. that's, their
1: downside <laughs> is they could lose in the second round very easily. That's much, much yeah. like last year. You know, they're 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 a, they're a high ceiling, low floor kind of team.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Okay, over to Region 3, which is normally where we would spill all of our ink. Uh, again, because I think Katie went to the Division 2 bracket and just the way that a couple of other things shook out, it does feel a little bit more... Um, this is where I think that when we talk about balance in the, in the brackets kind of comes out. Uh, that's what we see here. Um, North Shore has got to be your favorite, I think, to come out of the the bracket, specifically because I think they've beaten the second-best team in that bracket, which would be a Sita mm-hmm. Um, yep, I agree. Now that um, North, said,
1: North Shore, very much like Duncanville, very quiet this year.
0: Yeah. Very, it's, you know what it is? Along. It's because, it's because the offense doesn't necessarily have a superstar and their defense, like they win boring football games. Mm-hmm. Like they just suffocate you.
1: And they lost to, they lost in non-district, you know, mm-hmm. Westfield beat them. And you know, mm-hmm. for all that Westfield beat them, you know, we haven't talked about Westfield much in region two because of how they got beat by Duncanville last year in the, in the regional semis. So, mm-hmm. Until Westfield, I think I think Westfield's going to kind of fly under the radar until they yep. try to play Duncanville again. So, but looking at Region Three, I think I think it's North Shore's region to lose. I think if Ceda was healthy, if Gavin Session had his horn his ACL, mm-hmm. I definitely think you could make a case uh, for Taskacita. My sleeper is Ridgepoint. Point. You know, Rich Point beat Ceda in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. and they've got that dude and Bert Emanuel Jr. So, um, I, I like Ridgepoint. Point. I think their 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 path the third round is probably. As, as relatively pothole free as as you can get in the six A division one playoffs, I think they're going to cruise into the third round of the playoffs where they'll get put probably at Cita again. So yeah, um, keep an eye on Ridgepoint Point in this region.
0: I'm also I I would I want to throw some flowers at Jersey Village. Um, their first undefeated regular season since was it ever or was it since like the eighties? It's 90s. been a long
1: time. Yeah, I, I cannot recall Jersey Village with an unbeaten regular season. Yeah, and they, you know we're gonna and. Much like we said, we're going to find out quick about Jersey Village because they're looking at a second-round matchup with Katie Tompkins.
0: Yeah, and that will be no, boy, no, that'll be no fun. Okay, down to Region 4. Uh, region 4, it sure feels like, um, I don't know, like I, I, for for Lake Travis, I feel like Lake Travis got put in the more preferable side of the bracket. Uh, a second round matchup with Reagan is not necessarily going to be any sort of any fun, but at the same time I look at them and I think that they're probably the favorite to come out of the bottom half of the bracket. Mm-hmm. The top half of the bracket is battle royale type stuff. Yeah.
1: The top top half of the bracket is, is where where the death is. You know, like you said, Lake Travis. I think Reagan is the biggest threat to Lake Travis, but we're talking about a Reagan team on on their third quarterback. So mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah. you know, they may not get out. Of, they may not even get out of the first round. I mean, East Central's a tricky first round game. Joe hubbard has got that ball club playing really good, good football at the moment. But you look at the top bracket. That first round matchup at the top of the bracket, Round Rock, Austin Bowie. That's a great first round matchup there. Yes. That, that is that is big time. Those are those are two of the better teams in Austin that don't get as much of the ink because late Travis and Westlake, and to a lesser extent Vandergrift, suck up a lot of the oxygen in the room. Mm-hmm. Ground Rock and Bowie is a great first round matchup. That, that's one. If you're picking one game in the Austin area to see, that's probably the one I'd go see. Um, I think Smithson Valley. This is a typical Larry Hill team. Very, very kind of grimy, just kind of workmanlike, and they're going to win a lot of is a good word. Games. Yeah, and then you got Brennan and yeah. undefeated. They've crept, I think, up to as number twelve in the state rankings. Um, I think Brennan has a pretty clear path to the third round, where mm-hmm. they would take. You know, they're going to play laredo united in the first round and the winner of mission and los fresnos no offense to those three teams brennan would be a t- three three plus touchdown favorite in both of those games so i think brennan is going to get into the third round of the playoffs where they would probably play you know either smithson valley or the winner of round rock austin Bowie. so that's where the power nexus is in region four right
0: now yeah most certainly um i haven't done my picks yet i'm i'm a little tempted to take brennan to win the region i think i think they're i think that I think they got the juice, man. I think they're really good.
1: I picked late Travis. Didn't feel great about it. Yeah, um, I could. I could easily see. I could see Brennan winning this region. I could see Smithson Valley winning this region. And I could see Round Rock winning this region.
0: Yeah, Round Rock. I could Rock's easily see team. the
1: Dragons. You know, that that was a big win to close the season out over Vandergrift. That that's yeah. that's one. That's, because we're talking about the playoffs, that's not good enough. Going to get enough love. Keep an eye on the Dragons.
0: Well, and you want to talk about a um you know, like a, a team with a history of peaking at the right time. Like that's a team with a history of peaking at the right time. Absolutely. All right. Let's go on to 6A Division 2. 6A um, Division 2, uh, we're going to start with Region 1. Region 1, uh, There, I think there's a clear favorite, if maybe not a heavy favorite, but clear favorite in Denton Geyer. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That first round matchup with Flower Mount is interesting from a quarterback perspective. It is. And uh,
1: Nick Evers, uh, the, the Florida commit at quarterback for Flower Mount, is capable of putting the Jaguars on his back and, and doing some damage. And Geyer, other, you know, but Geyer's been solid all year, other than the one slip up against Allen. They've been pretty dominant mm-hmm. all year, so. Um, but it's, it's a tricky first round matchup for the Guyer Wildcats.
0: But what's funny um, is, I think if I think if they can get past that first round matchup, I think you can probably feel good about putting them at least in the regional final. I, um, I agree.
1: I, I think I think if you take the eight teams in this top half of the bracket, Guyer and Flower Mound might be one two as far as the top two yeah. teams in the, in the yeah maybe in that Jesuit. I'm um, top eight of the bracket.
0: Jesuits a little interesting, you know, but I also think Arlington could nip them in the first round. I don't know. That's that's for sure. Uh, Bottom half of that bracket, uh, I think all I I think the best first round matchup is probably. I mean, well, the other the other really good first round matchup is probably Flower Mountain Marcus and Prosper. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Prosper is one of those teams that I think is better than their record indicates. They've Um, they've gotten
1: better. They've they've, they've, they're peaking at the right time as well. They you know two weeks ago they beat Allen so. And they made the regional finals last year. So this, is a, this is a team with playoff pedigree. Remember last year when um, uh, Nussmeyer for Flyer Marcus got hurt and Prosper went into unbeaten Flyer Marcus and upset them in the first – quote-unquote mm-hmm. upset them in the first round of playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sleeper um, in 6A Division II is in this region. I think Abilene High is playing outstanding football right now, and I think they have got a path to get to the regional finals. Abilene High is a team to watch out for. Uh, their running back, De King Thomas, is putting on a show the last three weeks. And, you know, remember Abilene last year got to the third round of the playoffs a year ago and with their backup quarterback pushed Denton Geyer pretty, pretty hard in the third round. So this is an Abilene team to watch out for.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I think that, and especially like in in that bottom half of the bracket, I think they're in the I think they're in the cleaner side of the bracket in the sense that Guyer's not there. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say it's clean, and, and a second round matchup with East Eaton would not be necessarily any fun. But at the same time, I think they've cert- they're certainly capable of winning any game they've got up until the regional final. Um, On to Region Two of Six A Division Two. This is, I think, all I think all eyes are going to be on the bottom half of that bracket. The bottom half of that bracket is, I think, pretty clearly the dirty side of that bracket. Um, because of three teams. Rockwell Heath, Temple, and Cy Park.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: those I think are probably the three best teams in the entire region. And they're gonna go, I mean, Heath, hey, your reward for winning, you know, for for uh, winning that district is uh is this. Uh, you get it's this you get this draw. Yeah, yeah, it's a hellacious draw for them.
1: And Naaman Forest is not a just a complete cakewalk in the first round either. That's that's no. not going to be a uh, real easy. You know, that's a, that's a tough Garland ISD draw in the first round. But yeah, then they got potentially Temple, and then potentially a third round game with Cy Park. A uh, lot, lot of challenges there. My, my game to watch in the entire in, in this time entire bracket is in Region Two. I think yep. Klein Collins and Bridgeland is going to be a really good first round matchup. That's going to be a certified banger if Bridgeland and quarterback Connor Wegman is healthy. I think Bridgeland gets CH, but Klein Collins, don't look at their record. Look at how Klein Collins has played the last six weeks or so. Uh Adrian Mitchell's squad is peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on that first. That's a really good first round matchup.
0: I could also be talked into Garland making a run, but the thing for Garland, that first round matchup with Legacy with Tyler Legacy scares me a little bit because if you want to talk about a team that can maybe now now Tyler Legacy's defense is not necessarily great, which could be problematic about them. But if you talk about a team that could expose the 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 small but but clear weaknesses for Lim- for Garland, which is up front, mm-hmm. um, Legacy Legacy can do that.
1: They're capable of it. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a tricky first round matchup for a uh, un- unbeaten Garland team who is is unbeaten that hasn't gotten a lot of pub because I think people still have a lot of questions about
0: the strength of schedule overall. Yeah. That's the biggest question. All right, on to Region Three. Um, region Three is where Katie lives, and mm-hmm. I think there's going to be an, uh, an inclination to pencil Katie into the region, to the state semifinals. And I tend to agree with you, people. Yes. Uh, but that said, I think there's strength beyond that. Um, and if you want to get a little funky, I think they got put in the dirtier side of that region. Um, yes, I the think
1: second round th- matchup with Stratford is. Uh-huh. Stratford's I've seen Stratford in person. They're 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 very good this year. Katie will be a heavy favorite, but Stratford is not Stratford's capable of on their best day and Katie plays bad at beating them. And then mm-hmm. you got a potential third round matchup with either Shadow Creek or CE King. Uh mm-hmm. not a not a not a cakewalk either, but, but you look at it in Katie's still a big favorite. I mean it's yes. I don't I don't believe Katie's going to beat everyone by fifty plus points like they did last year in this uh in this ra- in this bracket, but I, I do mm-hmm. think, I think the games will be closer, but I still think Katie wins the region comfortably.
0: Uh, the bot yeah I think you're right. The bottom half of that region, um, I could see Summer Creek. I think that I think a second round matchup Summer Creek and Clear Falls is going to be tasty, tasty, tasty stuff. Um, that Clear Falls, I think that'll be And
1: a- Dawson first round matchup is yeah. really good. That's a that's a Clear Falls round got round a
0: hellacious draw.
1: Yeah, they're, um, they're, gonna, they're gonna they ran they ran to the regional finals last year. A little tougher path this year, but I still think they're gonna get out of that bottom side of the bracket.
0: If you could have, I mean, I'll tell, I'll say this, you know, it's been a minute since we have had an HISD team make a run. Uh, I could see Houston Memorial in the third round. Um, that would be mm-hmm. I could I could see that. I mean, I think their draw is pretty favorable there. Um, keep an eye on them. Okay. Uh, region four. Uh, this is where Westlake lives, and so it's going to be uh, kind of fate accompli that they're going to make it uh, to to the to the state semifinals. Uh, yeah. w- with that said, their biggest <laughs> hurdle. All due respect to our buddy Brad Plant at, at Hutto, but I think their big, biggest hurdle might come in the second round. Um, if they whether they play either unbeaten San Antonio Johnson because you know Mark Soto's got a little something for them, or mm-hmm. New Braunfels, who is I think uh, one of those eight and two teams that very easily could be nine and one or ten and zero oh, uh, if not very for a couple dangerous. of yes, very dangerous yeah, and, team.
1: And they come out of a tough district. You know, they had to play Smithson Valley Steel,
0: uh-huh.
1: East Central, Clemens, Judson teams like mm-hmm. that. So New Braunfels, uh, they're battle tested. So I yeah. they're probably more battle tested than unbeaten Johnson.
0: Um, uh, top. Top half of that region, um, I, I would I would think that you are looking at steel, uh, but they get they might get Vandergrift in the second round. that's, although, a, that's a banger in the, in the second round for sure. Although, what about John Walsh's San Marcos Rattlers? I think they're a year away. I
1: think, th- hmm. I think they're on schedule. Getting in this year was kind of the goal. I think they're a year away from really making some noise. I think and down in the valley, Vela San Benito first round nice. matchup is a really good one. There's actually two really good because I think PSJA North and Harlings and South. How about Israel Gonzalez? Ten and zero in yeah. his first year at a school that's dropping down to Class Five A in realignment. So great job down there. And PSJA North and Harlingen South is an excellent first round matchup down in the Rio Grande Valley.
0: I could see. Um, I mean, we, look, you know, the, I could see Vela getting into the third round. Um, Getting into the third round, getting past either getting past probably San Antonio Taft in the second round. Um they'll be a they'll be a touchdown underdog to either Steele or Vandegrift, but only a touchdown underdog. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll say that. Anyway, there's six A division two. Uh we're cruising along, we're already twenty seven minutes in, things are going great. Uh five A Division one. Uh, to 5A Division one, we'll start with Region one. Uh, a lot, of, I think a lot of this comes down to what you think of um, what happened between Coronado and Tascosa. And you were there. Um, I was.
1: And uh, Tascosa, the game changed when BT Daniel went out with a broken leg. You yeah. I mean, He's, that offense is very quarterback heavy. When, when you don't have a quarterback who's ready to go and versed in that system and has, has had those reps, you're going to struggle. What Tascosa is going to do, from what I understand, talking to sources – they're going to move Major Everhart to quarterback. Well, and Okay. That's I think a... it's a great plan because yes. Major, Major Everhart going into that week week eleven game against Love at Coronado. This is a this is a guy who's committed, I think, believe still committed to TCU. Had offers from a bunch right. of division one schools. He only had 44 carries on the year in nine games. Now, moving him to quarterback, he's going to get plenty of carries in that offense. I think it's a brilliant move. And they've got they're going to be big favorites this week against um uh, against El Paso, El Dorado. So he's going to have a whole week of practice and a game under his belt and then have another week of practice before that second-round matchup. He'll be ready to ready to go at quarterback in that second-round matchup. That's, I think it's a genius move by Tascosa.
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll find out about them. And then maybe they're able to, to kind of pull it all together. Their defense kind of got lit up by Coronado last week. Uh, that concerns me a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, I think maybe the big winner here my, and with that with that win, you know, aside from Coronado, uh, was Colleyville Heritage. Um, who may in fact be the favorite in region one now, um, if they weren't already. Uh, yeah. but I also look, I'm just gonna say it. Mansfield Summit has you right where they want you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mansfield Summit in the playoffs is not a not a picnic. That's a boy, what a good first round matchup with Azel. That's a great first-round draw there. Azel winning winning the tri-championship in District Three, having to play on the road against Mansfield Summit. Um yeah. tough matchup there. I think Colleyville Heritage is the favorite. But I could see Summit, I could see Lubbock Coronado, and I could see Tascosa uh, making some noise in this
0: region. On to the fireworks factory in Region 2, um, where you have, I believe, three of the top five teams in the state all within one half of one region, and all that's not even counting the number one team in the state, which is also in this region. Um, yeah. So Region 2 is nuts. Um, and it's also... I don't know. Like this, also is a thing where I mean, we're going to get. We're almost certainly, with all due respect to teams like Brian Adams and McKinney North, we're probably getting College Station and Frisco Lone Star in the second stinking round.
1: What an unbelievable uh, second round matchup there!
0: I mean, that's the the
1: loser that you know Lone Star loses by you know in a a heartbreaker the last week to Denton Ryan, and they're now they got to play College. I I think College Station is a favorite in this region. I'm mm. picking College Station to win Region 2. I am not convinced of, on Denton Ryan's offense. Their defense might be better mm-hmm. than last year, but their offense leaves a lot to be desired, and I just don't know if, if they can get out of this region struggling that much on the offensive side of the football. So I think the, the, College Station is, is the team to beat.
0: The only thing that gives me pause on College Station, because I agree with you, I think that if you were telling me who's the best team in that region, the most well-rounded team, I would say it's College Station. But if you were asking me, but I also think they got the, they got the dirtiest draw. Of any of the contenders.
1: Potentially Lone Star in round two and Highland Park in round three. That's going to be – Highland Park's got a pretty comfy path to the third round. Yes. Um, College Station is going to be – that Lone Star game is going to beat them up a little bit.
0: I will push back just a little bit. I think Wakeland's my sleeper in this region. I think that is a team that's better than their record says. Uh, that's a pretty good Wakeland team, and they, I think they could give. I don't think they're going to beat Highland Park, but I think they can give them trouble. This actually also this region also houses my game to watch this uh, in the round one, and that is Longview and Magnolia. Okay. Um, Magnolia is one of the best third place teams in the state. Uh, I feel pretty good saying that. Uh, that team is that team is dangerous, very dangerous. And if Longview if Longview f's around. As they are want to do this year. They have. They absolutely uh, have. They can absolutely lose this game. Um, and, and I think Magnolia is dangerous. Uh, that is my, my bi district game to watch in, in the first round. Um, anyway, Region 2 is going to be nuts. I think it's going to be, it's, it's easily, easily the power nexus of, of 5 Edition 1. Uh, On to Region 3, we go. Um, where, again, and it's kind of played out exactly like we thought it was basically once Manville beat Katie Pato, is now you take a look at it, and it's like, all right, I can list about six different teams I can see winning this region. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know that there is a depth of contenders that you're going to see, maybe not like the top-end stuff like you see in Region 2, but in any other region in the state, I don't know that you've got this kind of depth of contenders of like quality teams that you could see, not by virtue of their draw, but simply by virtue of their quality, that you could see winning the region.
1: Absolutely. I mean this, this region houses my game to watch in the first round. It was a banger last year. I think it's going to be a great game this year. Port, uh, Port Arthur Memorial and Fort Bend Hightower. Mm-hmm. That's a great first round matchup. Um, you've got Dripping Springs undefeated in this region as well. And I think my sleeper is pflugerville weiss you got to yep. see him last week no one's talking about pflugerville weiss i think they dude. got that second round matchup against manville could be a ton of fun
0: dude the weaponry they've got is really impressive weiss and, has just got they've got they've got it's not one dude like yes Dior or bradfield their quarterbacks at the controls but they have like four or five receivers and a couple of running backs that they feel really good about getting the ball every single time it's like it's really impressive
1: And don't sleep on Maynard. Quentin Joyner, you know, I know Ishmael Mm -hmm. Johnson's got the pom poms out ready to go, but Maynard, Quentin Joyner has had rush for 328 and 402 yards the last two weeks. And they they dropped Cedar Park in the the week 11. Cedar Park finished third in this district. Maynard, Mm -hmm. that's a team to watch. And they're going to get probably Katie Pato in the second round. That's that's an interesting Austin versus Houston crossover matchups in round two will be a lot of fun.
0: I mean, here's the thing. I could see Peyto winning the region. I could see Manville winning the region. I could see Drip winning the region. I could see either the winner of Fort, Mar- uh, Fort High Tower, or Port Arthur Memorial winning the region. I could see Weiss winning the region. Uh, I could squint and see Buda Johnson winning the region, right? Um, yeah. Heck, Manor, if they get hot, like that's a team that could make a run. Maybe a team like Friendswood. would. I don't know. This whole region, and by the way, we're not even talking about the ra- the reigning uh, state runner-up in Cedar Park. Um yeah. Like the depth here is, is incredible. Um, Okay. On to region four where kind of the opposite of region three, where you've got a bunch of different teams that you can see uh, winning it because they are so quality in region four. It's like, well, who's just going to grab it? Um, Cause I don't really know. And I'll tell you who it might end up being. It might end up being ding dong, Gregory Portland.
1: Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. The last couple of weeks has really there. There's some red flags there. Yes, um, they get drilled. You know, they get drilled by Flyer Bluff, and Flyer Bluff's a good team. And Flyer Bluff was a team before they had a couple of slip ups during the during district play. Greg, I know you thought they had mm-hmm. a chance to win the region. Yep. And Corpus Christi Vets, they come out and up. You know, they, they struggled on week one against Alice. They got it together. And then the last couple of weeks, they get drilled by Flower Bluff, and then they barely escape Victoria West, uh, a West team that missed the playoffs. They they had to come back late for a 26-24 win. I'm raising the red flag on Corpus Christi Vets a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to do it. I'm taking McAllen Memorial to win the region. Whoa!
0: I'm
1: doing it. I love it. I think, I think I'm, t- I'm taking McAllen Memorial to win the region. I think they've got... Pretty favorable draw. The first they got yep. that Victoria West game is tricky in the first round, but they get them in McAllen. You get out of that game, you're going to be heavy favorites in the next round against South Southside, and you got a third round matchup with Veterans Memorial, who is struggling right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, I'm going with McAllen Memorial. I think this is the year that a Valley team makes a deep run. I know we this say is that the every region, year, but this is the re- if it's going to happen, it's in this region. It, it, yeah, this well, is the and five, this is the fans. If you yeah, want to focus the, on a region for a team, this is where it's at.
0: Yeah, this is this is the the region where if you're going to have a party crasher, it lives here. Um, I could be talked into Flower Bluff getting hot. Um, I could be talked into. Right now. Yeah, I could be talked – I told you, I, I, I keep saying Gregory Portland, like that is a team that started off super slow, and now Brent Davis is doing that thing. He's he sprinkled that's the magic.
1: Ball, that's a ball coaching Jack right there. That, that dude can coach some ball. He's he's that, he's really good. Uh, shout out San Antonio Kennedy and Ben be- Benitez. Yes. What, what a job the Rockets have done this year. First time in the playoffs since 2009. Um, congrats to those guys. They, they, they battled through some COVID issues early in the year and struggled a little bit. But once they got all their guys healthy, that they, they got to the playoffs and done a great job. So, it, yeah, we San Antonio Kennedy.
0: Yeah, he's going to be in that mix for 5A coach of the year. And I'll also tell you that, that I think they got a shot against Southwest. Um, I think they can yeah. win a playoff game.
1: I think San Antonio. I talked to Assistant AD Brian Clancy today when I was requesting my media credentials, and and uh, yeah, he he thinks they have a chance to win a couple of games in the first yep. round. So, kudos yeah. to those guys. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, let's now matriculate over to five A Division two, five A Division two. Now, um, let's talk about Region one. Uh, we're just getting Ryder and Cooper again, right? I mean, I just we, I, I like we
1: be- seem to be careening towards that once again. It just doesn't. I mean, there doesn't seem to be much in the way of. You know. <laughs> I could now if you're going to squint and take a sleeper. Yeah. This is a team that's been that's done it before. The Canateo Eagles. Yep. L.J. Yep. Martin, L.J. Martin is a certified dude. That's a, that's a division 1 player they've got and they find different ways to get him to football and he makes things happen. I think they've got a pretty clean path to the third round mm-hmm. against Ryder. Kenneyo won't be intimidated by Ryder, I can promise you that. So, you're looking, if you're looking for squinting for a sleeper, it's Canateo.
0: Well, in Canetio, this year, they look like that team that made that run back in 2015, 2014, one of those years. Yeah, they um, made
1: this, 2014, I believe. They made the semi
0: Yeah. And, and it's that same kind of team where it's running game and defense. Um, and that travels, that travels. And they've got a favorable draw up there that they can make to the third round. And then all you got to do is beat Ryder in 48 minutes, which is possible. And and certainly, I mean, you don't want to talk about like a 10-7 game. Um, well, Ryder the, the, plays the,
1: right into their strengths too, because this is not a wide open sling it around yeah. Rider team. This is a grindy Rider team. That plays right into what Canateo likes to do defensively. In
0: fact, the only offense in this entire region that I think would scare you is Grapevine. Like, Everyone mm-hmm. else kind of plays the same way which is like we we win with defense um and we're just gonna, you know we're going to grind you out um
1: we're, we want to win 24 to 10
0: Exactly. There's going to be a yeah. lot of 24-10s in this region. Um all right, region 2. Oh, Matthew. You've been banging the drum for L- Lovejoy all year long.
1: And I looked good I looked I looked like a really smart person for 10 weeks.
0: Ten weeks, and then and then they 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 lay a turd on national television. Yes. Um. And and so okay, let me just open the floor to you. Do Do you still believe that Alito is not going to win region two?
1: No, I think Alito is going to win it now. I'm
0: yeah. The love the, the loss of Frisco Liberty raised red
1: flags for me. Before last week, I was picking Lovejoy to win the region. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Alito now.
0: I- now, I will say this. I think Alito's path is much tougher than it has been in recent years. For um, sure. I think a second round matchup with Frisco Liberty is very troublesome. Just ask Lovejoy. Then they could see either South Oak Cliff or Frisco, or maybe Roy City, or maybe Everman, E Block. Um, yeah. that, that makes me happy, <laughs> but I don't, I don't see that happening
1: this year. Okay. Probably, <laughs> probably got to go so, on round
0: one. Probably South Oak Cliff or Frisco in a, in a second in, in a third round. Uh, which is not going to be fun. And then they will see almost certainly Lovejoy or one of the members of my game to watch in, in this region, which is Ennis and, and Dennison. Um, great that's first round inc- matchup. Great first round matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what is what does uh Denison do with their running game up against a very ferocious Ennis front. Um that game will be great. I think I think that bottom half of that bracket, Ennis, Lovejoy, and Timberview, plus Dennison, plus Burleson that's a dirt, that's a dirty side of that region man. It is. Uh the uh, whole region's really strong. Like if you is. look past Alito for a moment, like the whole region's really strong. Uh but but Alito, I think they've got to be the favorite.
1: For sure. If you want to get your uh, scorebooks out, Lovejoy and Crandall could get super pointy in the first round. Yeah. And if you want Timberview is a team I do not want to see right now. Timberview is playing out since they lost to Everman, they have been on a roll. That they they pushed Alito and it almost ended Alito's district winning streak. Timberview is and they beat Ennis in the second round last year. Keep an eye on James Brown's ball club. They're they're one to watch.
0: Well and by the way, remember they could see Ennis in the second round of the playoffs. And uh remember mm-hmm. what happened then.
1: Exactly. Anyway.
0: Uh on to the third round or on to region three. Uh region three I, I think is um uh, the the conversation is going to focus around Fort Penn Marshall, and understandably so. Um, with that said, I think this region is deep. I think this region is dangerous, and I think this region has almost no weak points. Like there was not a good draw to be had in this region.
1: No, you know, um, we did, you know Crosby won the region last year, and they're kind of doing that thing again where, where no one's really talking about them until now. I'm talking Crosby. I'm talking about you. Um, mm-hmm. They're, they're playing. they lost those first two games to start the year. They've been on a roll since. Jerry Prieto's squad is rolling. And that third-round matchup against uh, – rematch against Fort Bid Marshall when Crosby beat Fort Bid Marshall in the regional finals is looming. And I think that's going to be a ton of fun. Um, Texas Texas High at the top. How about this? A potential yep. round two matchup between Texas High and Texas City. That's a, that's a weird Texas high school that's football there.
0: Tasty. Yeah. Tasty and then stuff you, too.
1: You, you've got – I think my game to watch in, in Division Two, Round One, is uh, Marshall and Brian Rudder. Brian Rudder, yep. Eric Desart squad, the first ever trip to the playoffs, having to go all the way up to Marshall to play. Keep an eye on that first round matchup. A Really good one there.
0: Yeah, I will also. I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, I'll probably look like an idiot. I understand this. I'm going to put Mar. I'm put Fort ben Marshall an upset watch. Um, okay. Barber's Hill is five and five, and they're a fourth place finisher in a very tough district. They're better than five and five. They're that's better tr- than five but, and five.
1: That's a tricky first round matchup for Fort Ben Marshall. And then you look at a second round matchup with AM Consolidated. Yeah. Not easy as well. Fort Bend Marshall is going to have to work each round. And they haven't. The thing about Fort Ben Marshall is their district is not very good. So they have not really been tested in a long time. And then yes. we haven't even mentioned it. What about the Montgomery Bears? What about the Bears? I mean that ra- that path to the regional semifinals looks pretty pretty clear to me. I think Montgomery, you can go ahead and put them in pencil in the third round.
0: They've got they've they've got the cleanest path um, of any of the contenders, and yeah, I mean uh, the good thing is that all these teams that we're talking about, Texas High, Texas City, Fort Bend Marshall, A and Consolidated, Crosby, like they would only have to face two of them. Like they would have to face one in the third round, and then one in the fourth round, one, one in a regional final. So yeah, I think they're certainly a team to watch. All right, to Region Four. Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is one of those regions where I just, I just, I, you, you could talk me into a bunch of different teams. I don't feel hot about any, any one team. Mm-hmm. I think they're all really bunched together, and they're all, they're all, they're all. This is a bunch of pretty good teams. Um, if I'm I don't think there's an wagon, elite team here,
1: no, I agree. I, I think whoever wins this region is going to be a heavy underdog in the semifinals to region three. But I'm hitching my wagon to one team. I'm hitching my wagon to Alamo Heights because of that Mule's yeah. defense. The, de- the Mule mm-hmm. Rod Ridderman squad's been great on defense all year. Leaning towards them to win the region, but again, I don't feel great. You know, Rouse, I've kind of, I was really hot on them in the preseason, not so much. Um, you know, Br- Bernie Champions got some questions. Brenham, I-, I think Brenham has the one thing in this region that that is at a premium, and that's team speed, but they got mm-hmm. beat by Marble Falls in the first round of the playoffs last year, so until they can get yeah. past Marble Falls, you have to kind of put a red flag on them, and then does David Gilpin and his amazing mustache lead mission vets on a deep run once again where we get four weeks of David Gilpin post-game audio I mean I'm here oh, for it
0: buddy like I'm rooting I'm rooting for that from a pure content perspective yes um, <laughs> and, and, we, we, and we just by hear the way
1: about content here.
0: This is the this is probably the most concentrated group of of really competitive games. I think Sherilyn Floresville's got a chance to be really good. I think Bernie Champion Mercedes has a chance to be really good. Um, I think I think McCallum and Leander Glenn, if you're into that kind of thing, could be really good. And I also think Brenham and Marble Falls could be really good um in the first round yeah i i I don't know like we haven't talked a ton about liberty hill Uh, part of it is that they just like i I think unfortunately like it's not fair to them we just compare them to last year and they're very clearly not as explosive as they were last year that's an that's an unfair bar (laughs) like but and so i think we kind of discount them but i don't know maybe they get hot and the slot t is the devil
1: the slot t is the devil
0: yeah all right let's move on to four division one this is going to be a long podcast do you have a heart out it is no, we're we're good. Great, good. good. Do I? We're just gonna go forever, guys. All right, right. a division one, let's start in region one. Um, all right, uh, another one of who's another one of who wants it? Matt Step, go ahead and talk me into El Paso Riverside. Uh, uh, Speedy
1: Munoz. I mean, that dude
0: can go. <laughs> Angel Guardado and Speedy Munoz
1: are are two certified dudes for Riverside. Um, but when I look at this region, it's big shrug emoji. I don't know. Yeah, I have. If you put a gun to my head and twist it, turned it sideways and did the kill shot emoji <laughs> on me. I Sports gun go, to your head. Yeah. Sports gun to my head. Give me Wichita Falls, Hershey.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that pro- they probably, I think that they have the clearest path and maybe the most high top end talent here. Um, I could be talked into the winner of Canyon and Springtown, which is an excellent first round game. That um, was regional
1: final last year.
0: Yeah. I could be talked into to the winner of that game. I'm t- like, Man, part of me is just part of me just thinks that Riverside could do it. Like this is this is the it, it all we always talk about how with the Rio Grande Valley and with El Paso, it takes a certain set of circumstances, right? It takes a really good team with like one weird trick, which is kind of like what like you have to be really good at one thing mm-hmm. and you have to have the right circumstances within your region. Well, isn't that what Riverside's facing right now? they've got a path for sure mm-hmm. they you know they they played big spring in the first
1: round of the playoffs last year lost in overtime It's a tough first round matchup for riverside big springs i think better than a fourth place team they stumbled mm-hmm. against lakeview late but i riverside if they can get out of that first round i think they have a chance to to they'll have a good shot in round two as well so yeah why not riverside you know they're, they're nine not? and one they're a great team but i think hershey's got got the team speed and the physicality on the defensive line. That's going to give a lot of people in this region trouble.
0: Maybe it's Dumas, but I I think they're a little bit flawed. Like, I don't know. Like this is, is,
1: they're not as explosive offensively as they have. This is a
0: little bit like the Island of Misfit Toys. Like you can look at, you can look at this region and just be like, okay, I like that team, but like this is, I like that team, but region. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I can't say that same thing about region two. Um, Region 2 is the power nexus. And in fact, according to our computer rankings, um, one, two, three, four, five of the top 10 teams reside here, including number one, Stephenville, and number two, Melissa. Um, And yeah, it's funny to have a conversation about Region 2 that doesn't center around Argyle and Waco La Vega, but I would slot them as. I would saw both of them as underdogs to come out of the region.
1: Third and fourth. Yeah. I, I think they're the third and fourth. You know, I think Argyle's is going to be, an, you know, an underdog to Stevenville in the regional mm-hmm. semifinals. And I think, La Vega is going to be an underdog to Melissa in the regional semifinals. So um, it's just the nature of how things have gone this year. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to see some new teams kind of, kind of get some, get some life again. I'll tell you what, if you're looking for a team that's playing well, keep an eye on Paris. Paris is the weirdest team in the state this year and they've gotten it together late and they pushed Argyle in week 11. So that Stephenville Paris second round matchup is a little tricky for the yellow jackets. So keep, keep an eye on that one.
0: I agree. Um, I think that, um, like, I don't know. I'm just not ready to throw dirt on Argyle. I think that they could figure it all out. And I, I think we're probably overstating like one particular game against Melissa. But at the same time, it's certainly set up Melissa for a much more favorable draw. Cause I think yeah. Argyle Kennedale in a second round is tasty stuff. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a really tough matchup. Yeah. Uh, I think La Vega actually got the most of the quote unquote contenders, they got the most favorable draw. Yeah, um, I, I
1: mean you can go ahead and put La Vega in the third round. I mean, yeah, no offense they, to Western Hills, Kaufman, or Carter, but La Vega's is a, a lot better than those three teams.
0: I totally agree. And then they could see a team like Melissa or maybe Middle the Heritage if you squint. Um yeah. which, you know, they've already beaten uh, Middle of Heritage. Um yeah, it's it's a it's interesting. Uh, there's a there's a bunch of different ways you could go with this region, and I would just nod and say, Yeah, okay, that checks out to me. Um Region two is certainly the power nexus. On to region three. Where, well, I don't know, man. Like, like, there's a few different teams I like. like here. Um, I think, I,
1: like, I think, I, like,
0: I think, from star like power.
1: Te- Sorry, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, from a star power perspective, it's probably El Campo. But I think you were about to say what I was going to say, uh, which is that you like a lot of teams, but you don't love anybody.
1: I like a lot of teams, but all the teams that I like have a flaw. Yeah, and most of them are on the defense. You look at El Campo, Kilgore. Chapel Hill, teams like that, all Lindale. three can score a ton of... Well, Lindale's different. All yeah. three of those teams can score a ton of points and struggle stopping people. Lindale, up until the last game of the year against Kilgore, was kind of the opposite, where they were getting it done with their defense. And La- the Kilgore game was the uh, was the outlier in that. But Lindale, for the most part, has been pretty good defensively. So all these teams... That I, and then you look at... The first-round matchups in this region between District 9 and District 10 are going to be a ton of fun. If mm-hmm. Kilgore and Huffman Hargrave Huff – Hargrave is the fourth seed out of District 10, they were state-ranked at one point.
0: Vider and that's Chapel my, Hill – That's my game to watch in the region. Or, I'm sorry, Vider in the whole – state. Chapel in, in Hill in is, my, is my game to watch. Yeah,
1: Chapel Hill is the fourth seed in District 9. They were ranked as high as number four in the state at one yeah. point. That Chapel the, Hill offense against the slot T from Vider – is going to be a fascinating matchup. So the, the ceiling the
0: nine and ten is crazy. It's a lot of teams with a super high ceiling. Like uh Chapel Hill, super high ceiling. Huffman Hargrave, super high ceiling. I think El Campo, same way. Like we're talking about them in a different way because they're the district champion, but like their are ceiling super high, but that defense can can cause them problems any any step of the way. Um, any of these teams could step in it at, at any point. Mm-hmm. I also think Let's put a little respect on the the Bears of Little cypress Mauriceville. We know they've got a pedigree coach. Yeah, Yeah. and they've got – I
1: think of those 9-10 matchups, they probably, I think, have the – for them, the best matchup against District 9 that they they could potentially get out and, and, you know – they will be favorites in the second round. I think it went in the first yep. round. I think, I think LCM will be an area round favorite.
0: I think that, that you're right. It's, it's a big, it's a big kind of, kind of, kind of open door of like, who's going to be able to get hot and put it all together at the right time there in region three on to region I'll take, four. I'll say I'll take El
1: Campo. I'm taking El Campo to win the region in my picks. Okay. So. Ruben Re- Owens is
0: that dude. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. Although I need a minute to, to consider Kilgore. Um, and then in region four, I don't know. I was really excited about region four coming into the year and now I'm less excited. Cause it kind of feels like LBJ is just going to take a flamethrower to at everybody.
1: They're the, they're the big favorite. I, I will say Cal Allen has, has gotten it together and Cal Allen is always capable of Cal Allening someone. Yeah. <laughs> and LBJ in the, in the fourth round, that that's that's a tricky that's lbj will be a favorite but that's the kind of game cal allen in the past has snuck up on people and beaten them so um i agree i think lbj is the favorite um but i would not be shocked if cal allen pushed them or even won the because yeah. that's just kind of what they do
0: um Bernie, uh, a second round matchup. You can talk me into a, a fun second round matchup between Bernie and Corpus Christi Miller. Be a um, rematch
1: from last year. I think I think Rashawn Galloway and Andrew Boddy went toe to toe in the Alamo Dome last year in front of uh, Ashley Pickle, who was at that game. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think now Miller is not near what they were last year. They're still really really dangerous, but they're not as explosive offensively in that defense. Still leaves a lot to be desired. That's why I think Cal Al and LBJ are the two best teams in this region because when the when the chips are down, those are two teams that can get stops.
0: The uh, the fu- the if you're looking for like the fun part of the bracket, the bottom three games: Somerset and Fredericksburg is going to be fun. Beeville Jones and LaFeria is going to be fun. LaFeria is a pretty decent team, man. That's a that's they a are. decent team. And they can get, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Lafayette to win in the first
1: round. I think they're going to get out of the first round.
0: And then I think passes and Will, William Wilkerson's own uh, Pleasanton Eagles is going to be fun too. Um, uh, we're um, going
1: to have the green and white pom-poms out Friday He wants to sure. have the
0: pom-poms out. Anyway, uh, yeah, so there is 4A Division 1. On to 4A Division 2. This podcast is going to be 10,000 hours long. 4A Division 2. We're sorry. Uh, uh, not really. 4A Division 2, Region 1, Somebody is going to have to talk me into i think this is this is where chickens come home to roost, and what I mean by that is when you have one district that is so in my opinion so clearly better than every other district you're gonna have to talk me into anyone besides the champion of that district in the region District four four a division two is in my opinion pretty clearly the best district in that region, and i I think Salina as a result like they look like the best team, I don't want to say in a walk, but, like, I think the second best team might be Aubrey, who they already yeah. beat.
1: Yeah, pretty handily, if memory serves.
0: Yeah, um,
1: Aubrey's got the tougher path. A second-round matchup with Sweetwater is tough, and then a third-round matchup, possibly with Estacado. A few more potholes there, but, yeah, I think we're careening towards a Solana-Aubrey rematch probably in, at Denton, you know, at C.H. Collins or at North Texas.
0: The only the only what I would like to do this is from a pure entertainment perspective. What I'm rooting for is for Leo Holsey to just like cut the brakes for Sweetwater, and just be like, oh, yeah. why don't I just put up 700 yards of offense every game? It's a great and, plan, and and just go from there and see if we can beat it. Is that is are they get? Um, they should also Sweetwater should get home field advantage in every round of the playoffs. That's that's my take. Um, mm-hmm. and that's
1: yeah, a bold, bold prediction.
0: I think that. I think that you could talk me into Graham getting hot at the right time, uh, but I also think that they'll run into Salina and Salina's going to be a a heavy favorite, like a two touchdown favorite over them. Mm, Um, That's the problem. The problem is, I think that if you, we we haven't necessarily talked uh, a ton about, um, uh, we haven't talked necessarily a ton about, um, uh, you know, who who else could win this region. And that's because it kind of feels like for the first time, maybe since we've talked uh, of any of these regions, that there's one team that like feels head and shoulders better than everyone else.
1: And I, I think we're looking at the same thing in Region 2. I mean, yeah, I think in Region 2, the biggest question is going to be who, who plays Gilmer in the regional final? Because I think Gilmer yeah. is, again, much like Region 1, another orange team, the Gilmer Buckeyes. Clear favorites in region two. I think I think it's a matter of who who gets who, who who out of that very wide open top side of the bracket can get to that regional final and take on Gilmer. And could it be the Quinlan Ford Panthers?
0: Could it be Todd Wallace's Panthers? Um running. We that will fly, find out. that fly T offense, which is kind of
1: a, a version of the slot T, but a little some tricky nuances in it. But they're undefeated first time in a long time. I think first time in school history and first district championships since 1979. So why not Quinlan Ford?
0: Yes, um, Quinlan Ford. Um, Gilmer looks like the pretty clear favorite on that bottom half of that bracket. Maybe it's Quinlan Ford. I think Van is probably their chief challenger in that top half of the bracket, mm-hmm. uh, or rather in that in that in that bottom half uh, of the bracket. Oh, I'm all turned around. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Let me let me. Here's a take two. Gilmer's the bottom. Uh, Gilmer's going to be the favorite there. Regional semifinal. They're probably seeing Van. That top half of the bracket, it sets up well for a, a party crasher. Uh, if it's not Quinlan Ford, it's probably Glen Rose. I will say this. If Pleasant Grove can get hot, we know they've got the pedigree. And they're, Okay, let me be clear about this. Pleasant Grove is not winning the state championship this year, but if you guys F around and let them win three playoff games, you will pay for it next year. Yeah, agree. Somebody needs to knock them off. Early, because all they're going to do is gain more power by getting all these this young team getting a lot of extra weeks of practice. You will pay for this dearly next year if you don't knock them out early.
1: Agree one hundred percent.
0: That's the the way it is. Anyway, I like Gilmer there. They they look like the prohibitive favorite. So speaking of prohibitive favorites, you've got Region Three. And coming into the year, we thought that Gil or Carthage was the prohibitive favorite to win the uh, 4A Division Two-State Championship. There's no reason to believe that they're not the favorite to win the 4A Division Two-State Championship. But uh, especially starting in round three, they're going to have to earn it, boy. Yeah, this is a tough
1: region. you know. And Carthage has shown a propensity to play with their food a little bit, turn the football over, let teams hang around that probably they're a lot better than. so. They need to clean it up because a third-round matchup with China Spring is looming. And China Spring is, is the kind of team that could pa- cause Carthage some trouble. And they won't be intimidated by Carthage because they saw them last year. They, they know mm-hmm. exactly what to expect against Carthage. Um, I think the bottom side of the bracket is really interesting because you've got West Orange Stark. You've got uber-talented Jasper and Waco Conley, which is my first-round game to watch in this, mm-hmm. in this bracket. Jasper and Waco Conley. You've got Belleville with Richard Reese, the Baylor commit, and Robert Briggs, one of our favorite players in the state, uh, the Utah State commit, who leads the way. And you got Salado with that um, nasty slot T offense. So a lot of landmines at the bottom half of the bracket. Carthage is still the team to beat, but Carthage, if they mess around, there are some teams that are capable of beating them if they don't, if they, they don't bring it.
0: Belleville-Orangefield is my first round pick to click. Uh, I think that's a fun matchup. I think Orangefield's defense has been really good, but what do they do? What do you do with a problem like Richard Reese and Robert Briggs? Like, that's a, that's a one-two punch that not many teams in 4 Division 2 have. And by yeah. the way, oh yeah, Yawn, West Orange, Stark, just kind of bobbing along. Like, a team mm-hmm. we have not talked mm-hmm. at all about this year. Very quiet. Um, Cornell yeah.
1: Thompson likes that with his flip. Yeah, Tom. exactly.
0: Um, yeah, look, y- y- you are you are a fool if you're going to pick against Scott Surratt in the playoffs. You're a fool. Um, but... There's certainly there, the, the region three is not going to do is not going to lay down for them. Let's put it that way. Um, okay, on to region four, where again, there's just about I think there's three teams, three teams, maybe four if you want to get exotic with a team like Rockport Fulton that I think are the favorites here. And they won't, uh, we one of them got a more favorable draw, and that's Sinton. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got they've got e- they've got definitely the more the most favorable draw of these, but Cuero and Wimberly are the other two. And you want to talk about playing games playing a, the same sport a different way? Uh, Wimberly and Cuero certainly go about it in different in different manner. For sure, I think this is a five deep region.
1: I, I like mm. Rockport Fulton. Rockport Fulton's tricky. That's a tricky second round matchup for Cuero. Um, I think Navarro, who has a win over over Cuero already this year, yes. under their belt. But Navarro's got a tricky second-round matchup against Carrizo Springs. Undefeated mm-hmm. Carrizo Springs. So that won't be a cakewalk there as well. So there's a lot of depth in this region. Preseason, I took Senton to win the region. I struggled to pick against Wimberley in the playoffs. And Wimberley's kind of getting it together. They got that big win over Grapevine in Week 10. That back-to-back week's over Navarro and Grapevine late in the year. I think Wimberley is got that 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 damn team energy right now going so mm-hmm. give me give me the Texans to win the region
0: well it's you know look this time of year whenever you have like a a, a situation with a lot of teams that kind of look the same uh and they kind of look about the same quality my tiebreaker is defense and we know wimberly has got that and that's going to yes. be very 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 dangerous for anybody in their path although uh you can sign me up for a for a Quero Wimberly third round matchup I'd be down You're like a clown. yes all right on to 3a 3a division one we go uh, region one is—I mean, we're uh, Kale Steed, our buddy at PressPassSports.com, texted me last night, and he goes, "We're getting Brock and Wall in the first round of the playoffs. Think about that. It's like, yeah." yeah. I, I, sure enough, I looked up. I was like we are getting Brock and Wall now. Brock's a heavy favorite. This is not a vintage Wall team, um, but. It does. It does lead us to a conversation about the real dirty side of that region, which is you're going to get the top two teams in the state meeting in the third round of the playoffs.
1: We're we've been careening towards a Jim Ned Brock rematch for about a year now. It's it's probably about to happen once again on Thanksgiving weekend. So um, they should just play that game on Thanksgiving night on my birthday and just you know give me a nice birthday present in your backyard. Game. They played in Steubenville last year, so that'd be fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd you be okay do with that. that. Yeah, yeah, you could do cool. that. How about um. A- 55 the, minute drive.
0: That that to me is the real like that's the that's where the the power nexus is. We're all just kind of waiting for for Brock uh to take on Jim Ned and and can Brock hand them a receipt. Um Brock has certainly looked the part. A team we haven't talked a ton about probably because they haven't played uh, I don't know. Their best win maybe over Pilot Point, right? Yeah. Um, Pilot
1: Point last week was probably their uh, the Brock's best win. During mm-hmm. the regular season, for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're looking at Brock Jim Ned once again. Jim Ned's shown a little more vulnerability this year, but also, also think Jim Ned's played a tougher schedule.
0: Yes, I agree. That top half of the bracket is a much more, much more wide open. Um, Bushland looks good. I think Pilot Point Early has a chance to really steal the show in Week One, Round mm-hmm. One. Uh, that game's Shall- really, really interesting. I think
1: Shallow Waters got a got a shot to make some noise. And if you're looking for a sleeper to dream on, keep an eye on the Breckenridge Buckaroos.
0: Yeah, better than better than your average uh, runner-up team. Better than your average four and six team for sure. Yeah, their record okay. is
1: not indicative of how good they are.
0: Uh, on to Region Three or Region Two rather, where this is this is the real this is the real hipster region. This is the real mm-hmm. region of like, pff, uh, actually, uh, Malakoff seven and three, but they're like the best seven and three team in the state. Um, or you like. Or like, uh, you know, uh, actually, uh, nobody's paying attention to Mount Vernon, but they're actually like the number one team in the state. Nobody knows about them. Um, there's a lot of those teams. Gladewater, Grandview, West. It's all a bunch of teams in the scratch and dent pile, right? Um, where it's like people are, have somehow overlooked them, and yet they're all going to play one another uh, in the span of the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be great. Like Tatum's a perfect example. Tatum is a team whose highs are so high. They were number three in the state until last week, and now and they they're the third, third place district. finisher. Mm-hmm. You know, and they get Pottsboro in the first round. Um, yeah, this this could go any which way. Um, I don't know. You want to hit your wagon to David Woodard's bunch? No, I, I love the Kalachis in the West,
1: <laughs> obviously, but um, no, I'm going with Mount Vernon. I think Mount yeah. Vernon's the team to beat, but. I think they got some tricky match. I mean Gladewater, you, you take away those first two weeks of the year, they've gotten their thing- they've gotten things together. Yeah they're a team but Gladewater Grandview in the second round, come on, that's an incredible round two matchup. Yeah. I think West does have a pretty pretty cushy path to the third round of the playoffs. I think they're gonna be big favorites over Fairfield and the winner of Sabine and Miniola. But I think the winner of this region is coming out of the top half of the bracket. I think it's either gonna be Mount Vernon or Gladewater. The winner of yeah. that game in the third round wins the region. Uh-
0: I I mean Grandview, you know, certainly Grandview certainly got history and pedigree and stuff, so they're going to be a tough out. Um, I could also, for a team that runs so hot and cold, I could see Tatum getting white hot and just like blitzing through that region. And Malakoff too. Malakoff is I I I know like I I made the hipster joke. Malakoff legit is like the best seven and three team in the state. Their
1: their three losses are there's nothing to be ashamed of in those three losses. So right. yeah, I, I do agree with you on Tatum. If Tatum plays their best game. They can beat anyone in the state in three, a division one.
0: Um, all right. On to region three in three, a division one. Um, the power nexus is, and has always been district 12, um, where you've got Columbus, you've got Hallettsville, you've got Yokum, who is one of the best, one of the best, um, you know, third place teams in the state. Um, and I think that they are all going to, those first round matchups, Yokam Little River Academy is a banger. Hallowsville Cameron Yo is a banger. Uh, Columbus, I think, is a pretty clear favorite of Rockdale. Um, and yet, why am I inclined to take a team that's not from District 12? Why am I inclined to believe in those mighty leopards of Lorena?
1: You know, why not Lorena? I, I think they're, they're they're probably to me the second best team in the region. I think Columbus is the team to beat, but Lorena could easily sneak up and, and knock off uh, mm-hmm. Columbus in this region. My you you mentioned it. My, my my game to watch is Little River Academy at nine and one taking on Yokum, third place Yokum, out of District t- District uh, twelve. Mm-hmm. That's probably the game you know as far as first round matchups that I'm keeping an eye on. And if you're looking for a sleeper team to watch out for, um, keep an eye on Woodville. That's a really, mm-hmm. really dangerous team uh, in the second round. Keep an eye on the Woodville Eagles.
0: Yeah, keep an eye on, on them. I could also, I think Cold Spring, Oakhurst, and Anawak could be a lot of fun too, um, like a real tight game. Uh, they'll be underdogs to Columbus in the second round, but this is a region where I do think that there's a possibility that chaos reigns and that a team like, I don't know, like East Chambers suddenly like figures it all out. And suddenly we're talking about them in a state semifinal. Like, I could absolutely see that. There doesn't seem, I think because all the teams are so tightly packed, there doesn't seem to be this clear, like, runaway favorite there. You know, Region 4 is kind of the same way, where I don't think, there's a lot of teams that I like, most notably out of District 15. 15-3, Division 1, Edna, Vanderbilt Industrial... Um, you know, even a team like Orange Grove, which I think is is, is better than their record indicates. Tough first-round matchup with San Diego. Uh, maybe a team like Lano gets hot, or maybe it's unbeaten Corpus Christi London. I mean, why not the Pirates? So last year
1: we kind of thought Lano, you know, Lano and Jordan Tim were kind of the two teams that we really hitched our wagon to as winning the region. And Lano, you know, got it done with that explosive offense. I, I look at Region 4 this year. I think it's going to be a team with a strong defense that's going to get it done. That's why Mm -hmm. I took Edna to win the region preseason. They've made me look really smart so far. The Cowboys got that big win in the the Lavaca River showdown against Industrial to close the regular season out. I think they've got that path to get out of the region. But I I do like your London pick. I think London is a team that's not getting talked about much on a statewide level. And if you're looking for that that kind of hipstery kind of team that no one's talking about to make a run, keep an eye on the London Pirates.
0: Uh, you could also, by the way, uh, you could also go with uh, the team with one of the state's leading rushers in Ernest Davila at Potite. Uh, keep an eye on the Aggies. Uh, somebody's got to slow him well, down at some point. Darby House's um,
1: ball club has been really good. Now that second round matchup against Industrial is tricky, yes. but I I would not put it past Potite and Ernest Avila to to have a huge game and send the Aggies to the third round of the playoffs where they get to the third round. I mean, I don't see anyone in that, in that top quartet of Lano, Marion, San Diego and orange Grove that would just no? scare the pants off me. If I'm a Potee fan. That's exactly. right. Lano's still very good and they're a district champion, but this is not the same Lano team that made that run to the state semifinals a year ago. Yeah, that's true.
0: All right. There's three division one. Here's three A division two. Um, uh, region one. I mean, we've been waiting all year. um, for District 3 versus District 4 in Region 1, uh, and we get it. And so Cheers. we get Abernathy and Friona, we get Canadian and Idaloo, and we get Lubbock, Roosevelt, and Spearman. Children should not have a problem necessarily with Stanton. No, but so a big um, Stanton,
1: yeah.
0: uh, But my goodness, you will not see a better matchup of district versus district anywhere in the state at any level.
1: It's incredible. These are really good first-round matchups in a small classification. And Lubbock-Roosevelt-Spearman is not only my game to watch in this in this bracket, but it's also my uh, Friday night game as well. I'll be, I'll be at that Ooh. game Friday night. Spearman is getting healthy. They got Texas commit Brennan Thompson back last week, and they Ooh. knocked off Tulia to get in the playoffs. That's a tricky first-round matchup for 10-0 and Lubbock-Roosevelt.
0: That game's going to be a lot of fun. I think abernathy Friona is tons of fun. Um, uh, and, and I think the winner of that game... You could you could maybe pencil in as the favorite to win the region, or I'm sorry, the favorite to win at least the top half of that region. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it, look, it, it, it's good to be king. It's good to win that region. Childress has, I think, a very clear path to the third round, uh, where they will either face a team they've already beaten, like like Spearman. Or they'll face uh, potentially unbeaten Ludwig Roosevelt at that point. Uh, I think they would be the favorite. I think they are the overall favorite in this region. Uh, how how weird would it be if Canadian got bounced in the first round? But I think it's a real possibility.
1: It's a possibility, but yeah, this this is the year Childress gets it done. It's this year. Canadian is
0: is is weak,
1: weak in this year. They're 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 injured. They're they're not a full strength. If you're going to get Canadian, get them this year.
0: I am also of the opinion, and again, this is just a personal preference from a content perspective. I want Alpine to win the state championship. That's just it. It's fair, um, it's okay, fair. Okay. yes, okay. Uh region, uh, region two, on to region two. Um, we are looking at oh, never mind. I forgot Gunner lives here. Okay, we can move on. Yep.
1: Gunner, Gunner is, is a massive favorite. In this I, I don't know if there's anyone that's going to stay within three touchdowns of Gunner. If there's yeah, is somebody, I, it's probably Holiday.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, yeah, th- that the Holiday is probably the second best team in that region. Um, but gap, they wouldn't, though. but a, they wouldn't see them till a regional final and B, I would install them as at least 10 point favorites right now. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd and, go 17 and maybe more,
1: more. Yeah. I, I think Gunner's that good this year. In fact, yeah. Don't totally surprised if Gunner's my pick to win the state championship this year. Yeah.
0: I, I think they, they, they look like they're hitting on all cylinders. There's no reason thing. I mean, if you want to dream on a team, um, you could go with a team like Kalisberg or Bells. Um, but I just, I just don't see anybody getting close i don't i don't see mm-hmm. gunner playing a game within 10 points in this game in this in this region like yeah, plain and simple um all right although boy it'd be weird if they went to the semifinal and then children showed up they'd be like what a, is this you're team? you're not you're not them you're not wearing um,
1: gold, you're wearing blue. Yeah.
0: what is, what what is going this? on here yeah. um yes okay on to region three uh region three uh, is 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 the last region we'll talk about in this region in, in this bracket with uh, without a clear cut favorite, um, and there's a f- there's a few different teams. I think there's some nice depth to this region, and I think we're setting up for some really good regional semifinals. Most notably, because mm-hmm. I could see um, first of all, a second round match between Dangerfield and Legion Fields would be tasty. Um, yes. And but I think I think right now, if you get what I think if you end up with West Rusk Dangerfield and Newton Wascom as your regional semifinals. I mean, all I'll fun. take that Sign right up, now. Right. Sign me up. That'd right. be I, fun.
1: W- Waskman's my team to beat. Other, other than that loss to Timson, they've been pretty dominant all year. I think they're the team to beat. West Rusk has quietly put together an undefeated season. And, and Newton, we have not hardly talked about Newton at all since they lost their season opener. Newton's playing well. They've got Anthony Gaston at running back. They've got some playmakers. Um, Newton is kind of the – it's hard, hard to call Newton a sleeper, but this year they kind of are because they're, not, yeah. they're just not getting talked about much in this region.
0: Yeah, that would be um, – I would say that you take a look at, at, at that. And, and Wascom, Newton, that could be one of those teams – like one of those times where everybody kind of sits up and pays attention to Newton if they were to knock off Wascom. That's the real test for them down the road. Those feel like the four – I mean, Elysian Fields is one of those teams that I think their ceiling is super high. Uh, but I think they'd be underdogs in a second-round matchup with Dangerfield. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you've got four teams, maybe four and a half, you want to kill Elysian Fields. In West Rusk, Dangerfield, Wascom, and Newton, that could all win that region. Um, all right, on to Region Four. Uh, that's where Franklin lives. Um, now, I will much say like that there is, two. yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I would say two. that there is there is one team that could give them trouble, maybe, but they wouldn't see them. To, much like with Holiday, Holiday and, and Gunner, same thing. In a regional final, I think they could see Poth. I think they would beat Poth. Uh, I think they would be comfortable favorites over Poth, um, and that's kind of the long and short of it. Yeah, I mean,
1: Lexington, East Bernard are both kind of disappointed. Van Vleck beat Lexington to win the district this year. So,
0: By the way, Lexington-East Bernard's is mean, a Bernard. super it's interesting first-round matchup.
1: Yeah, Van Vleck beat East Bernard. Sorry, Lexington's yeah. in Franklin's district. I mean, Lexington made it all the way to the regional final last year. If, they can, if Lexington can stay healthy, then maybe they're the team to keep an eye on, but... And I, I think Franklin, Franklin, much like in Region 2 with Gunner, I think Franklin's going to win every game in this region by double digits.
0: This is the one This is the one bracket where I feel like we know exactly what the state championship game's going to be. Um, like, Fra- If it's not Franklin and Gunner, I'd be pretty shocked. I think like,
1: we'll all be very surprised. Yes.
0: All right. On to 2A, Matthew, you still hanging with us? I'm here. Canadian internet holding up? holding up okay
1: we're 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 we're, we're careening towards the towards the finish line here
0: pour pour some more maple syrup on it um all right uh on to 2a division one uh in region one uh this is a this is another fireworks factory where a lot of depth here and maybe not a runaway favorite um You've got Hawley, the team that I think uh, has maybe maybe uh, exceeded expectations. They've, they've finished the regular season undefeated. They've been excellent. Uh, folks out there are awful high on New Deal. They think that this New Deal team is really good. Uh, but there are two teams, most notably out of District 4, that I think are going to suck up a lot of the oxygen in the room. One of them is the Cisco Big Damn Lobos, and the mm-hmm. other one is the team that beat them. That's the Coleman Blue Cats, and we should probably start talking about them as a team team that's not just a fun mascot.
1: Yeah, I I think Coleman – I mean, I think these regional final matchups with Cisco and then the New Deal four-stand winner in one side and then Hawley against uh, Coleman in the other side, really good matchups out there in the big country. Hopefully all those games are like at Shotwell Stadium or something where you go see all of them. It's going to be a lot of fun in this region. Um, I think right now if I had to pick – Pick, pick a team to win the region. It'd be Coleman. I think their combination of team speed and outstanding defense yeah. gives me the the reason to pick Coleman over Hawley in the regional semifinals and then to, to beat beat Cisco in a rematch in the regional final.
0: I mean, that's the the only thing that gives me pause is would be that it's hard to beat a good team twice. Like that's literally that's the only thing because otherwise the Coleman defense has been so good. That they're going to be. That's going to keep a loan. That's going to keep them in every ballgame. game. Uh, I am super interested in a third round match between Coleman and Holly. I mean, you want to talk about a game that may end up six to four. Um, uh, and and then also, yeah, and, and then Cisco Cisco New Deal in a regional semifinal. Another region. Another region where the third round could be as as tasty as they come. On to region two, where I would say like. I don't know. Like, like I, I'm of the belief that you got to split this. Uh, you got to split this whole bracket in half. You've got the left mm-hmm. side of the bracket, Region One and Region Two, which feels wide open. And and there are probably two teams that rise to the top in this one with Crawford and Toller. They would meet each other in a regional final. Of course, they've already played one another. I think Toller oh, would right love another shot at them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I also think that you know you could. There's a couple teams you can dream on here, including Italy and including. Mm-hmm. I know, I believe Nick Harris is super high on them, right? Marlin. I've seen Marlin. I was at the Marlin Italy
1: game and uh, and Italy won at home, but it was a very competitive game. Marlin has a ton of team speed and a ton of athleticism. They got to get out of their own way sometimes. And that's their problem, but if they can stay out of their own way, I can easily see Marlin in the in the regional semifinals taking on the winner of Toller and Cooper.
0: Yeah. Cooper's undefeated. Um, I mean,
1: we haven't talked about Cooper at all and they're undefeated.
0: Yeah, they are undefeated. So they've and Rock they've been Casterina's really.
1: Ball club has been really strong this year.
0: They've been very, they've been very good. Lindsey's a bit of a mystery box. Uh, a lot of it depends on the health of Colt Shuckers. If Colt Shuckers is healthy, then it's like, oh, like, yeah, you can you can go nuts. Like he can yeah, be the best I, player uh, in the region.
1: I don't think Colt Shuckers is going to be back from what I understand, mm. um, and I'm not quite a hundred percent sure it's health related.
0: Just leave it at that. Oh, oh no. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. And then, yeah, I would say that ultimately we're probably careening towards another District Seven showdown between uh, Crawford and Toler, uh, and we will we'll see what happens from there. Um, Italy, Italy could be the one that that kind of plays uh, fly in the ointment there as well. I like
1: Italy's defensive line, especially they're really good. up front. Yeah.
0: On to Region Three we go, uh, where I do think there is a clear favorite, um, and it's Timpson. Who is just mm-hmm. beating the snot out of everybody? It's a really bold strategy uh, by Kerry Thurwanger's bunch. They
1: own a 21, 21 point win over Wascom. That is, that is, yeah.
0: I mean, is is that the most impressive win by any school in the state?
1: Probably this year. Last year it was Shiner when they beat Howlettsville by ten yeah. to open the year. That's Timpson over Wascom by three touchdowns. It's a similar type result. That's just for a smaller school to do that to a bigger, a state ranked larger school is impressive.
0: Now, here's the thing. They are the prohibitive favorite in region, t- in region 3. That is not to say that Region 3 is garbage, because it's not. I think it's a pretty decent region, especially I think we're going to get a second round matchup between Beckville and Hearn, and I think that game's going to be awesome. Uh, Center, I, Center, I like Centerville a lot. I think
1: Centerville is yeah. a strong team this year. This is this is a good region, but Timpson, I think is just on another level right now.
0: Yeah, if uh, the problem is that if Timpson, like if if Tempson didn't exist, if they vaporized and you just replaced them with the little sisters of the poor, this would be a super fun region to watch. But the problem is that Timpson does exist, and they look like they're going to vaporize everyone. <laughs> um, because I it would be a stunner if they didn't come out of Region Three, and then on to Region Four, where I mean. We, 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 we're we all just kind of wanting to fast forward, right? Um, we all just kind of want to see what happens when Refurio and Shiner tee it up again. Um, and it'll be great. It, it sounds like it won't be at the Alamo Dome?
1: Probably not. We'll see. There, there's a possibility that the Alamo Dome could open the stadium up on that Friday for the Shiner-Refurio game. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if it's anyone but Shiner versus Refurio in the regional final, I'll be stunned.
0: Yeah, that that feels like it. a Mason could play spoiler there. Um, it's kind of funny we haven't talked about them a ton. Actually, this has my first round game to watch. Um, Johnson City and Flatonia. Uh, I like this game. I think this game's kind of fun. I think it's going to be super competitive. And uh, one of the things that I think is, is really interesting about this game with Johnson City and Flatonia, um, Johnson City is really reliant on their quarterback, like super reliant. Cade Boyer, uh, and and they ask him to do a ton for Flatonia. They've just got a they've just got a key on him, and then get their own dual threat guy Fidel Venegas out in, in space. I'm super interested in, in Johnson City and Flatonia. That's going on at Davenport High School in San Antonio. That's my first round fun fun matchup. But yeah, it, it's Shiner or Turfuriio wake us up in the fourth round, right? Yeah, I,
1: I didn't pick a first round matchup to keep an eye on. It. Uh, give me give me Garrison versus Hawkins. It is a really really Man, fascinating. First, round I was game.
0: talking about this with I was talking about this with Pickle. Remember last year when we were going to Region Three of Two A Division One, and we were like, "Who's going to fill the void left by Saint Augustine?" And then Timpson like steamrolled everybody. Like, what mm-hmm. a strange twelve months it's been. That now it's like, oh no, Timpson's going to going to be a murder machine, and we may as well like just wait until the semifinals. Agreed. Strange. I think it's
1: unfortunately, unfortunately for Region Three, it's just the way it is right now.
0: I know. All right, two A Division two now. Uh, the smallest eleven man classification uh, in the in Region one. Region one has a I think a a a a. Well, here's the thing. You've been riding the Wellington bandwagon hard. You've been all over it. Um, I think that the, uh, like they get Vega in the first round. On paper, that's a fun matchup. The problem is Vega lost their quarterback and mm-hmm. so um and so wellington i think is a clear favorite in that one i think they got a tough draw man because i think mccamey in the second round could be dangerous uh that's why i that's why i think i lean towards stratford uh, as the regional favorite simply because i think their path is a little bit cleaner
1: i actually agree with you on this i think stratford's a team to beat um and i'm actually going to see wellington and stratford Next week, so I'm look, really looking forward to seeing both of those teams, and, and I'm actually going to see Clarendon as well. If you're looking for the kind of mm. sleeper team, I'm going to I'm going to be very two A Division One Region One heavy uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, if you're looking for a sleeper team, I think it's Clarendon because they've got Jamari Davis, who is a game changer for the Broncos.
0: Uh, Clarendon and Wink in a second round is yes please. Is mm-hmm. yes please because uh, Cannon Gibson, their quarterback, has been great. But yeah, I, I think I like Stratford in this one. I think that they are the I think their defense is really going to travel. And I think they've got to be the favorite in region one. Although uh, McCabe's my sleeper here. I like McKamey. I like what Badger, Badger, Badger brings. All right. On to region two. Region two is really, it focuses a lot on three teams. Um There's a couple of other teams I think you can dream on, but a lot of the conversation is going to center around Munster and Albany who are, would meet in a regional semifinal. And then likely they would see Windthorst in a, in a regional final. Um, and, and, yeah, I think we're all kind of waiting for Munster and Albany. Munster looks like maybe the best team in, in, in Region 2, but I think Albany has done nothing to dissuade you from, from to think they're going to lose anytime soon. Um, the other two teams that stand out to me as potential sleepers here that could ruin somebody's season would be Roscoe, mm-hmm. up at the very top of the bracket, uh, and then Rawls, who I think the Jackrabbits started off super hot, cooled off a little bit, but if they reach those heights, they're certainly dangerous to anybody in their path.
1: Talking to folks in the big country, they feel like this is this might be Albany's best team they've ever they've ever had. Oh wow! So that's saying something. But that path is not going to be easy. Munster looms in the third round. And that's going to be a monumental challenge for sure. But yeah, I, that I, would I be I think, I guess this region. It comes down to Munster, Albany, and the winner of that game playing Winthorst in the regional finals. Uh, yeah, if wanna, if my team to dream on would be Archer City. If, if yeah. Archer City would be the team I would dream on, uh, if you're looking for a real deep sleeper.
0: Yeah, on to Region Three. Mart lives here. On to Region Four. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, it, it it kind it's, of is that way. Uh, yeah, it you know, is. look, they're gonna be the heavy favorite. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna mow through their first like the top. The other th- here's the worst part for a Region Three is that Mart is not only the best team, they also got the best draw. Like they're gonna be. I, they're okay. The computer has them as an extremely big favorite over Clarksville this week. They're going to be three plus touchdown favorites over Love Lady. They're going to be even bigger favorites over whoever they see in a third wow. round. Five plus then, touchdowns probably. Yeah, and then the next that like, and then the bottom half of that bracket. Um, I mean, I guess we'll find out a lot about like we're probably getting Chilton and Tenaha in the second round, which is pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and the, that's one. probably that the winner of that game is probably the second best team. And Mart's going to be a three touchdown favorite over them.
1: Great. Yeah, uh, not a lot of intrigue in Region Three, unfortunately. Sorry, yeah. guys.
0: Like yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe
1: Tenaha gets hot. They've got enough athletes to keep it close with Mart, but I ain't mean, Mart's...
0: By the way, boy. what's in the water in Quinlan? Great year, best football year ever for
1: Quinlan, for sure.
0: Bowles and, and
1: Ford, a combined seventeen
0: and three. <laughs> yeah, what a year a, for Quinlan! Exactly. Shout out Lake Toowakany. The uh, the the center of the football universe in Texas is uh, yes. is Quinlan, Texas. That's right. Uh, okay.
1: Solid water in Quinlan, by the way. Uh, Solid water
0: Oh, interesting. All right, on to Region Four, and in Region Four. Um, you you have two choices. You can draw from two different piles. You can a- either draw from the South Texas pile, and that would probably you're probably going to get a card that says False City, or you can draw from the Concho Valley pile, and you can get a, a card that says Cristobal or El Dorado. Uh, either way, those are probably the three favorites here. And mm-hmm. for uh, you know for for Cristoval, they've got to be feeling like as the champions of District 14, they've got the favorable draw because they would only have to see one of those other two teams.
1: True, but Cristoval has to play Burton in the first round. That is not a favorable draw because yeah. Burton is technically on the field, the district champion of district thirteen. But yes. because of the use of an el- ineligible player, they had to forfeit. Burton on paper is two and eight, but on the field they're nine and one. This is mm. r- what their only loss being to Shiner, which, gee, yeah. you know, lost to Shiner. Burton, that is a. This is my first round matchup to watch because of the intrigue. This is a regional final type matchup in by district, because yep. of the forfeits that Burton had to endure. I think the winner of this game is going to be in the regional final.
0: Yeah,
1: no question. I, right. I think the winner of that game moves on to the regional final. If you're looking for somebody else to dream on, maybe it's Granger, uh, who yeah. who is the district champ. But Granger lost a close game to Burton on the field before Burton had to forfeit that win. Um, but I'm, I, until someone beats Falls City in the region, I'm taking Falls City. But I think we're looking at potentially a Falls City versus cristobal Burton regional final.
0: Yeah, that could be that could be fun. Um, and, and yeah, I think that you're right. Falls City kind of deserves the uh, the nod here. Uh, but El Dorado is is got. I think El Dorado would love another shot at Christoval um, in 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 a, in a yeah, game that matters. Yeah. And you're right. Burton is the real Burton's the dark horse here simply because uh, they are by far the best two and eight team in the state. Uh, yeah without you know, without question I think,
1: I think el dorado wants another shot at fall city because remember last year el dorado yep. got to the third round of the playoffs and they had to forfeit that game against fall city due to COVID. yes you don't think, you don't uh, think el dorado remembers that
0: Right, no, I think that I think that you're exactly right. All right, we've been going for an hour and a half. I'm going to zoom through the one A brackets real quick. One uh, A Division One, of course. The fun thing about one A is because there's only 32 teams, we kind of get to the fireworks factory earlier. Uh, and so in Region One, uh, I think that's I think that Spring Lake Earth is probably your favorite in this one. Uh, which uh, what a terrific job they've done of dropping down from 11 man and having instant success there. But Spur is probably uh, in there as well. Borden County is a team that's five and five, but they played such a tough schedule that's hard to get a read on them. They're probably the sleeper in Region 1. On to Region 2, this is where you talk about getting great stuff right out of the gate. You get Hermley, who's undefeated, taking on Sterling City, who for long stretches of the season was in the top three in in our rankings. That game's a certified banger. Same with Westbrook and Ira. I think a matchup... Westbrook is another team that played an extremely difficult schedule but got hot at the right time. They own that win over Sterling City, which is one of the wins of the year in six-man football. Westbrook and Rankin in a second round would be tasty, tasty stuff. Uh, I think that... I lean towards I think I lean towards Westbrook or Rankin to win the region but but Sterling City would certainly love another shot at Westbrook uh, if they if they get it Garden City also team to watch in region 2 region 3 uh, this is it all a lot of it comes down to Abbott Abbott looks like the best team in that region. I think they're the favorite to come out of Region 3. They could see a team like Blum in the third round of the playoffs, which of course has, uh, which is the regional final, by the way, uh, which of course they've got plenty of pedigree, and those two programs know each other extremely well. Blum and St. Joe in the second round would be a lot of fun as well. St. Joe's a bit of a sleeper, I think, in the statewide level, but Abbott's probably your favorite in Region 3. On to Region 4, where in the second round we're going to get, this is is gladiatorial stuff. Uh, You've got, I believe, the top three teams in the state all classified. Within region four, which is crazy because normally that's called like the east side. And normally the east side is like the quote unquote weaker side of Mm six-man football. That has flipped. East side is dominant in one a division one. And so you're gonna get May and Jonesboro in the second round of the playoffs. That's tasty stuff. That's number one versus number two. And then they're going to get, the winner of that game gets number three, undefeated Water Valley in the th- in the regional final. Gladiatorial stuff there. I just think the winner of Region uh, region 4 is probably the favorite, whoever it may may end up being. Uh, I think I like May. They've been kind of wire-to-wire number one in the state. I think that they're probably the team to beat. But I also think that this is a really, really tough region. And and whoever comes out of Region 1 is probably, uh, Region 4 rather, is probably your favorite. That's 1A Division 1. On to 1A Division 2, the small smallest classification in the UIL region one, uh, kind of a, a region that I think comes down to uh, to three different teams Follett, Anton, and Klondike. Uh, uh, their team, their folks I talked to who are super high on Anton. I'm not quite sure if they can get past a second round match with Follett, but I'd love to see what happens. Klondike got the better draw in the bottom half of that region. I think that you can probably pencil them into a regional final taking on the winner of Anton and Follett. On to region two, Motley County, the number one team in the state. Uh, their reward for being the number one team in the state is they get the defending state champs in the second round in Balmoray. That'll be great stuff. The first round the game to watch. Watch is Jayton versus Benjamin. Benjamin's having their best year in best year maybe ever. Uh, they are 10-0 undefeated. Fantastic stuff from the from the uh, the Mustangs who have, at one point were like one of the worst teams in the state. Now they are 10-0 uh, looking great, but they get Jayton in the first round whose one loss on the year is to Motley County last week. Uh, I think that the winner of that game is probably going to get into the regional final where we'll they take on the winner of Balmoray and Motley County. On to Region 3. Region 3 is where Strawn lives. That's probably the long and short of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Strong's going to be the heavy favorite there. They'll probably see, I think I think, I think. think District 11, which is where Strong came from, I think that that's actually the power nexus, and so with all due respect to a th- team like Throckmorton or Bowie Goldberg, I think that Strong is probably your favorite. Uh, they're, they're likely to see rival Gordon again in the regional final, which I believe they saw them each other last year as well. And then Region 4, uh, that is where Richland Springs lives, and until Richland Springs says otherwise, they've got to be the favorite, although I do think they are weakened, and I think that they can be got maybe by a team like Oakwood, or if a team like Cherokee gets That's a team that I think could could get in their way as well. Uh, Cherokee Richland Springs, a big time rivalry as well. Uh, (laughs) Overall, I like Richland Springs. So, if you were to ask me for my regional picks, uh, I'd probably go with Follett, Motley County, and then Strawn, Richland Springs. I think we're probably careening towards uh, a big six man conversation, like we're going to have a dialogue about who the number one team in the state is in 1A Division (laughs) 2. Is it Motley County or is it Strawn? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're gonna have a dialogue, uh, start a dialogue about whether it's Motley County or Strawn. I think it's all gonna sort itself out because they they're gonna play at AT and T Stadium in Arlington. That's one A Division two. That's all twelve brackets. We did it, Matt. Boom, we did it. We did it. It's a long oh. podcast, but hey,
1: listen to it all week
0: in a crisp one thirty. Nice, good job. Go. Uh, all right, do you have anything else to say?
1: I'll just tell you where I'm gonna go this week. Uh, Thursday, yeah. I will be at four thirty at Kimbrough Stadium in Canyon as the Stratford Elks open the playoffs against the Wheeler Mustangs. And then Thursday night, I'll be in Bushland at Falcon Stadium for Clarendon versus Sunray. Then on Friday afternoon, I'll be back at Cambrough Stadium for a 4.30 game as the Wellington Sky Rockets take on the Vega Longhorns. Uh, and then my night game will be at Amarillo River Road High School as the Spearman Lynx take on Lubbock Roosevelt. And then Saturday, there's only five. we only have five games on Saturday, Tep. Everything will be done for the area around basically – By Friday night uh, Saturday afternoon in San Antonio at Alamo Stadium the San Antonio Lanier Mm Vokes take on the San Antonio Southside Cardinals in a intriguing first round matchup there down there in 5A division one region four so uh, it's it's quantity this week so I'm getting five games in and, and, and I'm excited to open the playoffs
0: uh, it's going to be fun. I will be in the studio on Valley Sports Southwest, and of course, we'll have you covered every step of the way at texasfootball.com slash playoffs. We love you very much. Thanks for listening to this very, very long podcast. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Step. thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll be back safe Texas travels. on Thursday. All right, safe travels, my friend. We'll see you next week on Teppin Center.